Hey, this is Brian Stevens from Spy Point. I'm excited today to be talking with Mike Lee from Backwoods Life. Mike and the team have had a very successful career in outdoor television, and today we're going to talk about turkey hunting. We're going to share some stories, talk about some tips and tactics, and uh, just the, all about fun in the turkey woods this upcoming spring. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Spy Point Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stevens, and on this show, we get to talk about hunting, tactics, technology, and the inside scoop from industry pros. Follow along each month as we learn, laugh, and grow together with the passion we all have for the outdoors. This is the Spy Point Podcast. Hi, this is Brian Stevens from Spy Point, and I'm excited to talk with Mike Lee today, who you all may know from his successful career in outdoor television with his show Backwoods Life. And Mike and the BWL team also have a huge following on social media and YouTube. Mike, it's good to talk with you today, brother. You know, it's funny, it's a small world. Uh, we both have roots in Florida and Georgia. You know, one of the things I love to do is to give listeners a little inside scoop and, and, and a little bit of background of, you know, how you got started in the industry and you know, some of the things that you do, did to get to where you are today. Um, Brian, first off, man, I appreciate you having me on here. It's, it's a privilege to be, you know, here and, and be able to talk about some cool stuff in the outdoors. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, a quick rundown of myself uh, backwoods life. We've been doing this for 15 season. Now we're in uh, season 16. We'll start airing this summer around July. That's awesome. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, we'll put a little feather in our hat there that, to be able to hang around in this industry and do something you love to do for that many years is, is, is pretty incredible to be a part of it. And we're very humbled and blessed to, you know, keep doing it and putting out good content and go on great trips and just make so many good friends over the years. It's just been a lot of fun. No, congratulations. That's, that's great. Now you grew up, um, you're from Valdosta, um, but, uh, or you went to school in Valdosta, but you grew up in Cordell, correct? That's right. I, I was born in Cordell, Georgia. I went to high school there. And, um, you know, my parents still live there now, and a lot of my family. And then I came down here to Valdosta, went to Valdosta State University and got my bachelor's degree down here. And I just grew roots and stayed. And uh, next thing you know, at 25 years old, we're starting this thing called Backwoods Life. And Man, it's just—it's been crazy. It's, it, it, you know, you don't understand until you get older. People say, "Man, time flies." It does. And I mean, I'm—I mean, it's—it's it's unreal to be, you know, this far down the road, and you just turn around and go, "Man, I—I I, I really can't believe that it's—it's it's done this." You know. Well, listen, and, and I've been doing, uh, I've had, you know, about a 10, 12 year career in the outdoor industry. And I can attest the fact that you've done it for this long. It says a lot about your character and Kevin and your team and, and the, the type of content that you guys bring to the table and, and the type of people that you are, because you're right. Um, it, it, a lot of people don't last this long unless they're, they're really doing it right. And for the love of the outdoors and you know, that's what I want to talk about today. And this is one of my favorite times of year coming up, and that's turkey season, my friend. And it is right around the corner. And I know you love chasing birds around this great country as much as I do. And so what I thought we could do today is just, you know, pick your brain a little bit on, you know, and give listeners a little inside scoop on how you approach turkey hunting and maybe give everybody a little inside uh, around where you're going to be hunting this spring and, you know, some of the, the uh, favorite turkey hunting memory and and, uh, you know, a lot of things, too, or a lot of times, too, is, you know, sharing some of uh, the mistakes that maybe you've learned from to help, you know, somebody getting into turkey hunting to learn from. So 
those are just, I'd love to pick your brain on some of those things and, and uh, talk about turkeys. Oh man, absolutely. Turkey hunting. I, everybody asks me what's, what's my favorite thing. You like deer hunting or turkey hunting better. And I, and I don't have an answer for that because really what it boils down to is I'm a seasonal guy. Like this time of yep. the year, you get into February and the early March, you mean, I'm just sitting here like, all right, it's, it's time to shoot a turkey in the face, you know, and then about <laughs> September, you know, you're all in deer mode, yep. deer mode, deer mode, and, and or elk, you know, whatever, mule deer, and then, you know, you have this, this seasonal thing, and, and I can't describe that. It's just what, it's it's like my feelings change with the season, and right now, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's, I'm, I'm checking trail cams and doing my homework, and, you know, I've got a lot of birds running around, and I, I'm just really excited to shoot one in the face. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So where, where are you going to be kicking things off? Are you guys going to do a little bit of a, a world tour on the different species? Or are you just going to focus on Easterns being here in, uh, you know, North Florida and Georgia? Yeah, well, I, I usually do a kind of a little little tour around the country, uh, depending on yep. time. The, the problem with turkey season is you're trying to fit so much yeah. into like two months. It's just, a, it's a whirlwind. And yep. we always, we always start off. Um, I always go with my dad. That's one thing I've done for for years now. Is when my dad got into turkey hunting, he and I always go together on the opening weekend in Georgia. Okay. And as, as long as the sun keeps rising and we're still here, I'm going to continue to do that as long as I can. And um, you know, usually we've got this little thing going. Like we've killed a turkey together every opening weekend for like five or six years in a row. And some, Man, some of them we awesome. killed, du- you know, doubles and, and stuff like that. So we're, we're trying to keep that streak alive. So, um, but yeah, we'll start off here in Georgia. Uh, I'll probably run down to Florida and, and try to hunt with some of my buddies down there. I know we're going to hit Texas. Uh, I've got a hunt coming up in Kansas and uh, I'm going to hit Tennessee. I've never hunted Tennessee. I got some buddies up there that have been begging me to come. And then that place, they say it's just loaded with turkeys. And I can't wait for that one. No, listen, absolutely. So uh, I've hunted t- uh, turkeys in Tennessee, and those are some tough Easterns. That's not going to be any any layup, but there are a lot of lot of birds um, in uh, Tennessee. Where where in Florida? Because uh, Bill and I and the crew will be uh, down in Central Florida. Where where will you guys be down in Florida turkey hunting Osceola's? Uh, I got a good buddy that's that's right outside of Gainesville, okay, down in that area, and um, I've right. gone with him several years in a row, and and I've been a hundred percent so far. So hopefully we can keep that streak alive too. No, I know Gainesville very well. I went to school there, and uh, I've got a, a buddy who played uh, some uh, pro football about a farm outside of Gainesville, and he's been asking me too. But, yeah, we go a little little further south down in uh, Kissimmee and uh, that area okay. where we grew up. But uh, that's awesome, man. I love <clears throat> Osceola's. It's a, you know, it's so funny, and you can you know attest to this, that each bird has their own little personality. Uh, and, and I'm sure you've seen that as well, whether it's, uh, Osceola Eastern, the Merriam's Rios, they all just act a little different. Oh yeah. They all got a different, uh, chip on their shoulder, uh-huh. if you will. I mean, the, um, what I, I mean, Osceola's depending on, and you, you know, this as well as I do, depending on where you hunt, if they, if it's, it's all of a competition thing, right? So if you're in an area with a lot of gobblers, it's usually going to be a pretty good hunt because they're going to be kind of yep. more aggressive. But if you get some places like here in Georgia, we've had history and, and down in Florida where you get like one Osceola and he's got a dozen hens with him. And you got another Osceola that's got, you know, six hens with him. I mean, dude, it's it's a bang your head against the wall, hunt, right? You better be able to blow on that call and make some magic because to pull him off of those hens uh, and Osceola by himself is just so 
hard to do. Um, but you're right. When you time it right, um, I mean, we do have an affinity to, for hunting those Osceolas down there. We do it a lot of times really with a bow, whether it's from a blind mm-hmm. or even, you know, on the ground. And, uh, you know, and so we love it. But, um, you know, in those Easterns, they get they get a little tough too, you know. And I think each state's different. You know, I've hunted them in Kentucky, and they, mm-hmm. they act a little different than they do in Georgia and Tennessee. And you probably have seen the same thing too. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've hunted Kentucky in the past um, and, and had great success up there. Had a lot of fun on those birds. Um, you know, I've, I've been to Missouri and Missouri is probably one of the funnest places I've ever been to turkey hunt. I mean, the, those Easterns up there, one, they look like black Volkswagens running around. They're huge. <laughs> and, and they like to gobble and they like to come yep. do their thing. And, and, and <clears throat> when it boils down to it, the, the whole reason I think a lot of us turkey hunt is we we love that interaction. We want yep. that, you know, we want that show to be put on before we pull that trigger. And, at, you know, when you go out there, and sometimes here in Georgia, they're so tough. You have to kind of deer hunt turkeys, you That's know, find so a food plot that, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's tough, man. It, yep. is, it, it is a mental grind at that point, you know. And, um, you know, I've killed a lot of birds come in silent or they pop out silent, see a decoy and come running in and you get to experience that rush. But, uh yeah and then you go to texas and, and i've been like south dakota and nebraska and all out there and man now that you talk about turkeys that <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun out that way <laughs> one of my favorite places is nebraska i got a good buddy in nebraska who um you know he's got a lot of land and, and birds and that's it man the beautiful thing is you might screw one bird up and 10 minutes later you're, you're in more birds out there and they oh, go- yeah. they gobble their heads off and uh you know and love it so <laughs> You know, and that's one of the things I'd love your opinion on. You know, you almost just like deer hunting, you approach your early season versus different than your your rut and in your post. But I also think as that season moves along with turkey hunting, you also have to adjust your strategy and tactics. Whether if you use a you know a strutter and a hen, or you use a, a Jake decoy, what kind of Jake decoy? Just a hen, no decoy. You know, walk a little, walk everybody a little bit through you know, how you approach it around how the season changes and, and how the birds are acting. Yeah, there, there's a, I mean, there's so much conditionals to what you just said. In my opinion, I, like I said, I've yep. been turkey hunting since I was probably 20 years old. And that's, that's a good 20 years plus now. But uh, early season, you, you can almost guarantee that those gobblers are going to be on hens. They're, they're going to probably have hens with them. They may have a lot of hens with them, especially a big dominant bird. What uh what I try to focus on is places that I can see a long ways a lot of times if I don't have them pinpointed exactly on the roost. And if I do have them pinpointed on the roost, I try to get really tight and try to be the first, you know, first voice, if you yep. will, that that gobbler hears and try to get him to come down, come right to me or at least let him know I'm there. And, and at some point in the day, you know, he's going to come back around and check if he loses those hens. But what we run into a lot, especially in Georgia, early season is – that gobbler might have six or eight hens and, you know, he may be breeding them throughout the day, but there's enough hens that he doesn't lose them all day long. Yep. And those, those are really tough birds to kill. They're usually really good, good birds if you can kill one. Um, but I, I, and as far as decoys for that time, I, I'm a big fan of, of the Dave Smith, Jake, hen, yep. I mean, uh, Jake decoy. They're that's re- really, if I'm just going to pick one decoy to use, that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to use a whole season yep. and I may put him out there with a hen and, and, and I'm not sponsored anything by Dave Smith decoy. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. A, they're they're incredible. Just a killer. Yep. Um, my, literally, you can go shake my decoy right now and there's BBs all in him where he's been hit by friendly <laughs> fire, you know, shot, shot birds off his back. I mean, just, just stuff like that. Um, and I think what it is with that decoy and, and why I think 
everybody needs to pay attention to how it works is the posture of that decoy. It's a little Jake decoy. My, the beard on mine's even gone. It doesn't yeah. even have a beard, but he's got his head laid back. Yep. It's colored up, kind of got what I call his shoulders up. Like he's challenging anything that, that comes out and sees him. And I, I, you know how it is. You may have uh, during the season a two or three two-year-old birds, and if they see him, 99% of the time they're coming. You yep. can get ready because they're going to come try to jump on him. Um, so that's that's a huge you know tactic that I use. Um, and I really like to use him in open areas. Of, you know, we, we on our lease we have here. We got power lines on my family farm. We've got fields, you know, open pines. Where if that gobbler can make eye contact and it's see on. that little Jake, yep. it, it's it's going to be a, a, a death match. <laughs> so, um, and then in, like when I'm hunting in the woods, I, a lot of times I just don't use a decoy. Okay, um, I make the, I make that bird come and look for me. Yep, um, that's worked really well. But sometimes it kind of bites you in the butt. Where if he hangs up at eighty yards and he doesn't see anything, he just kind of keeps on cruising. You know, so just depends on on your terrain on that. Um, if, in that case, I might use just a single hen um, if, you know, that, yep. that kind of warrants that. So, yeah, sometimes that single hen just, you know, can help you break the ice and get that bird to come in because they are finicky. And in the calling, too, I mean, I know when we hunt mm-hmm. Osceola's down in Florida, a lot of people will overcall those birds. You know, they get oh, real yeah. vocal on the, on the roost. And when they hit the ground, they might, you know, they might gobble a few times and, you know, sometimes less is more. Uh, when you got a bird that's gone, so he might come in and you just got to be patient, but if you call too much, then, you know, he's going to get wise up and, and, and just back off and, you know, versus Nebraska, you can call and they'll gobble their heads off and, you know, mm-hmm. run right into you, even if you're not the best caller. So I think it's just, you know, being open-minded and knowing that every scenario requires a little bit different calling scenario and or decoy scenario. No, no doubt, man. And I think, you know, as far as the calling goes, I, I, the good rule of thumb is always less is better. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. I mean, you're, and you're right. You may get out there and, and I've been to Texas where, I mean, you could, every time you call those Rios are just, they're going to fire off. I don't care if they're a hundred yards or five yards. I mean, they're going to answer you every time you call until they get shot. Um, and that's, that's an awesome, you know, hunt to be in. But if you try that same tactic uh, here in Georgia or Florida, that bird's probably going to hang up out there and gobble, or he's going to figure out this isn't right. Yep. You know, he's going to be like, all right, sums up. And, and, and I'd say you, you just decreased your odds of killing him over calling probably by at least 70%. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I absolutely yeah. agree with you on that, that uh, you, you just hurt yourself when you, and listen, the beautiful thing about turkey hunting, you can make mistakes and you learn from it and you just keep moving on and you find another bird and then, you know, you put it all <laughs> yeah. together and when it happens, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, yeah, Exactly. And I was going to say, I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking to something with a, a brain, what, the size of a quarter or so, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, and, and, and people don't realize that gobblers, for the most part, unless they've really been messed with a lot, they have a very short memory span. Yep. If you mess him up, just back off, leave yep. him alone. Sometimes you can go back later that day or the next day, and, man, his, he's reset and he's playing again, you know? So don't don't give up on him if you booger him up. No, 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 not at all. So let me ask you this. I mean, you talked about your dad, which, you know, is just puts goosebumps on me to, to think about that. My dad is, you know, we grew up on a big cattle ranch and he's unfortunately not, he's really ill and has Parkinson's and not able to do some of this stuff. And so I love the fact you still do it, but give me any other favorite 
turkey hunting memories that you have, um, you know, with family members or friends, anything, I always like to ask that because, um, you know, the time in the turkey woods is always usually really, really special. Yeah, there, there's probably uh, two hunts that really stand out. And one of them is with my dad, but one of them was one of, with one of my grandfathers, and he passed away uh, probably 12 years or so now. Um, but I remember our last turkey hunt together, I took him, and we had one gobbler it was out in the middle of this field. He flew down, and there were seven jakes or so with him. And we could call them jakes in, I mean, right to the decoy. Yep, and then they yep. turn around and go right back to that gobbler. But, uh, you know, and he, and he just had, I mean, he's sitting there and, you know, he's like, do you want me to shoot one of those jakes? And I was like, well, let's see, let's wait and see if we can get, get that gobbler in. In hindsight, I wish I'd have told him just, yeah, just lay them down, man. But, you know, we're trying to get that big gobbler in there. And, and craziest thing on that hunt, it was like the last day of the season in Georgia. And a hen comes out and goes straight to that gobbler and lays down in front of him. And he turned around and walked the other way. I guess he was what? just so worn worn out from breeding that he did, he might have been raw or something. He did not want anything to do with her. And I was like, I, I mean, that I've never seen that before. And uh, wow. So anyway, uh, that was that was a pretty cool hunt. You know, that was our last hunt together. Something you know, obviously memorable. And then um, my my favorite. So the, to this day, anyway, uh, my dad and I. Uh, his deal was he wanted to, he, he's there, he killed his first grand slam. He finished it last year. Awesome. And he wanted to do it with his 410 on video with all of the shots inside of 10 yards. Beautiful. I mean, that, that you know, everybody that, does that. That's a piece of cake, right? Yeah, really. Knock that out. Yeah, yeah. So it, it took us several years, but uh, we went to South Dakota in, in May uh, in 2019. We flew out there, we got in there, and, um, I was trying to do it in the single season last year with yeah. my 20 gauge. And sure enough, we have, you know, birds fly down and South Dakota is a phenomenal place to turkey hunt. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're out, you know, out, get, go out there. Um, sure enough, right after daylight, you know, birds start popping out in the field. Here comes one gobbler by itself and he's like, you want me to shoot him? And I look down and there's three or four more gobblers in the field. I said, let's wait and see if we can double. And sure enough, two of those gobblers saw that one come in and we, we were able to double was finished my 20 gauge slam and he got his 410 slam at the same time so Man. i don't know if i can ever top that one in, no in turkey hunting. that's that's an insane you know and and you know speaking of of your your dad and family i mean two of my favorite you know memories my son when he was about 12 years old shot a slammer in uh in missouri or no kansas with uh with a crossbow and then my dad as i shared with you um he's got parkinson's real mm -hmm. bad and last year we we, we put on a, a hunt for um task force dagger part of my brother's foundation and so we got the soldiers to kill out and so i took my dad and he shakes really bad and and so we were hunting this field we had uh just a group of jakes come in and it was so funny man just when those birds came in he stopped shaking like I was worried, like oh, how wow. is he going to be able to shoot this shotgun? And for me to have him sit in a chair and to call these birds in and to ha have him and watch him just go back to the way that he was and to shoot one and just slam them <laughs> and um, and to stay. And it was beautiful, man. I got I teared up, and you know, for him it was just it was emotional, you know. And it was just he stopped shaking for like five minutes. 
and uh, shot that that's bird. Amazing. And that that's just you know what it's just the family and the outdoors, and that's what I think some people lose touch of is it's not just about killing something; it's <clears> about <throat> the memories and the beautiful thing about the turkey woods is it, it lets you get up close and personal, and you know, and go through that you know with with your friends and family. You know, you hit the nail on the head, and, and I know we're talking about turkey hunting, but just hunting in general. Yep. You know, we, we we I just got back late last night from a trip to South Texas, and one thing we were talking about down there, I was hunting with Bonnie and Mike McFerrin from Legends of the Fall, and we were talking about how they've raised their their kids who are all you know g- grown now and, and in college and, and beyond uh, in on their ranch down there. Like they they they've got pictures in their house down there just of all the decades of, of deer with their kids. I mean, from you know when they were yep. six, seven, eight years old growing up, and how that influ- influences their life. And and what people don't realize is how much hunting. And having respect for the outdoors, you have respect for life in general, uh, and taking that life, and you understand, you know, the whole cycle. And I think it, you know, if more people could experience that, especially kids, then as they get older, they'll have a bigger appreciation for for everything. Man, well said, and I think that that falls on our shoulders, and you know, to just keep encouraging them. You know, I've got two boys. You know, one's a big fisherman, the other one, he's a killer. He, he's a hunter, and he loves it, and <laughs> and um, and he's eat up with it. And so I think you know, you just pass it down as much as you can, and get them involved, and uh, you know, and just get you know, integrated into the outdoors. And you know, when they do. Most times they're hooked for life, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. So, um, I agree, man. And, and, and just right quick, when I, growing up myself, like there was days where I didn't have a choice but to go with my dad. Like, okay, yeah. you're going, you know, you get in the truck, we're going to you know, do whatever in the woods. And and there was times I was probably like, man, it's too hot, or yep. you know, I'd rather be playing with my friends or whatever. But you know, it came back full circle to me. Like I went away from hunting a little bit when I was a teenager, you know, you figure out there are girls in this world, (laughs) you know, and I'm playing sports and all this stuff. And then, you know, in my twenties, right around 20, it kind of came back full circle. And I was like, man, this, I really do like this. Like this really is a part of me that was put into me. And now I didn't know it until, you know, I finally, my brain all clicked together. And then I started spending a lot more time with my family and my dad and grandfathers and all that. And I wouldn't trade that for anything, man. No, it's so funny that we, a lot of parallels in our, in our life, how we grew up. I grew up on a big cattle ranch and, um, you know, I grew up hunting with my best friend, you know, Bill, who's still down in central Florida. And then I, like you, I got away from a little bit in college and in my early twenties, got back into it. And Bill and I started hunting together again and then starting to do, you know, some TV and different videos, you know, o- over the years. And, and, uh, and so, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world, man. And it's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. So I, I so appreciate you sharing your stories. One thing I'd love to ask you too, you know, as, as a veteran, uh, turkey hunter, you know, what is the biggest mistake you think new turkey hunters make? Cause I, what I run into a lot is a lot of people want to get involved in turkey hunting, but they get intimidated. And so they're not sure, you know, what, you know, where to start, how to call a turkey. And a lot of it's just, you know, trial and error, but you know, what advice could you give somebody that might be listening that says, you know what, I want to jump into it. I've only been doing it a year or two on how to avoid some of those new mistakes that some turkey hunters make just getting started. Well, I would say the biggest thing is don't be afraid to make a mistake. Like don't, yep. you know, you're going to make mistakes. Like I was the same way. When I, when I first started turkey hunting, my, one of my uncles took me for the first time and kind of got me hooked on it, but I still had to learn it all myself. Right. Um, and, don't be afraid to make mistakes. 
learn for every time you go to the woods. Like you're going to pick up little things that you don't know about. And every encounter you have with a goblin, or whether you shoot him or you don't shoot him, even encounters with hens, you're going to learn a little bit more. But the biggest thing I think that most people make is they don't, they don't have the patience and you need to like, if that you sit down, you got a bird goblin, wait him out. I mean, he may shut up for an hour and it's hard to do, but it it depends on what, you know, what time schedule you have, of course. But usually if that bird knows that you're there, he's going to come check at some point in time. If you get within that, you know, hundred yard range of this bird, He's going to come over there and and see what's going on. And it takes a lot of patience. I know a lot of guys are like, man, you know, this bird hadn't gobbled in 15 minutes. And, well, we need to get up and move. And you get up and you take 10 steps and boom, there he was coming out (laughs) of the road. That that happens so many times. And I learned that stuff the hard way, man. I'm talking, I messed up so many birds and I'm just like, well, I learned what not to do, you know. So um, I would say, too, another thing that a lot of people make mistakes on uh, running and gunning is fun, but you better know where you're at and what you're doing because I've I've done it. And I've screwed up so bad. I've, I've gone out and man on the edge of this cutover and I hit my call and nothing gobbles and I'm like, all right, whatever. I walk 200 yards, turn around, and look, and there three gobblers were standing right where I just called from. Yep, had just, that happen. <laughs> you know, stupid mistakes, yep. but you you have to make them to learn that yep. you don't do that. You know. And it sucks. <laughs> no, it, it does. But you know what? That That's great advice, and that's real through lessons learned that we've, we've both, you know, experienced uh, over the years. And you know what? You keep learning, but, um, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I think that's something that um, if, if people getting started would, you know, take that advice, I think it'd help them, you know, be more successful. Or in here, when I, and when I say successful, it's the encounter because to me, it's there's nothing like that gobble and hearing that bird drumming and coming up to you and whether you mm-hmm. shoot him or not and listen you know we love to shoot him in the face and we love to shoot him with a bow too it's just that encounter is that's the the thing that i think you know a lot of us that have been doing it for years crave and in love yeah i agree whole wholeheartedly that that's the reason we turkey hunt is to hear that gobble to see that bird commit you know, you're sitting there looking over a, a small food plot or something. When you see that red head coming, mm-hmm. you're like, man, th- th- it's it, ours. you can't breathe. You can't talk. You're just sitting there trying to hold your stuff together so you don't lose your mind waiting on him to come in there and get a shot. And, and like you said, if he doesn't, you don't get a shot. He's still there. Yep. He's going to play the game again. Just give him some time. Go find another bird to play around with. If that's the only gobbler you got, go fishing the rest of the day and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. No, great, great, great advice and feedback. So let me ask you this, you know, give some of your fans that might be listening here, you know, some feedback and and what can they expect from, you know, the Backwoods Life team and um, and, and for 2020 and some of the things you got going on with, you know, your now 16th season that's going to be airing this year. Yeah, we, we had a we had a pretty good fall. A um, lot of whitetail hunts, uh, a lot of stuff. We, we traveled all over. Um, we hit Missouri, Illinois, Wisconsin, Texas. Uh, here in Georgia, we got some really good stuff. Um, just we tried to cover as much ground as we could. We, we killed a lot of nice bucks. We had fun, and that's that's kind of yeah. what I hope everybody that watches us sees that we're not going to kill two hundred inch deer. We're not going to you know we're not, we don't have deer that oh this is Jim Bob he's he's twelve years old it's time to shoot him. We we don't really, we're not in the position we don't have a lot of that in our in our 
our storyboard because uh, of where we get to hunt and, and how we do things. But we go, we have fun. You're going to see 170 inch deer go down. You're going to see 120 inch deer go down. Yep. That's what we do. That's who we are. It's, it's, it's how we live, you know, the backwoods life, so to speak. Um, but man, we are really excited about this season. We got some good stuff coming up. Um, uh, I mean, I really have to sit here and go back and go through everything to, to recap it all. But that's a good problem um, to have, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, you Michigan, think back to your a... first two seasons or three seasons, you know, versus what you're doing now, you know, that's, oh man, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I hunted Michigan this year. First time I ever hunted okay. Michigan. I shot, shot a nice buck up there. That was like a, a really cool thing. I, I, and, and sidetrack just a second. Yeah. I never knew how awesome Michigan was. And I apologize to everybody in Michigan for saying that. But when we went up there, I was like, man, this place is beautiful. I mean, we had a great time. Yeah. You know what? I've never hunted Michigan either, but I've heard, you know, it is beautiful. And, you know, there's some slammers there, you know, as well. Not just oh yeah, big rack deer, but just big body mm-hmm. deer too. Yeah. The, the guy we were hunting with, a good friend of ours, Earl Williams, the first night we were there, his wife loves to hunt. And she shot like almost Booner the first night with her bow when we were Goodness. there. I mean, it was like, man, we, we, we were stoked and we saw a lot of bucks, had a great time and, and it finally came together. But you know, just stuff like that that sticks in your mind, just new experiences. I mean, yeah. we got some, some new stuff rolling out. We've never been to places before. And, um, one thing I did want to say, talking about yeah. turkey hunting, um, we do have our spring series. It's going to, it's all digital and online. Uh, it's called backwoods beards. We'll okay. be rolling that out every, every couple weeks uh, of turkey season. We usually do about 10 episodes of those. So people can kind of follow along how our turkey season goes somewhat real time there. So, um, that'll be all, all through our social outlets. No. Okay. So I was going to ask you what, where, where can they, you know, follow that? That's, is it on YouTube, your social outlets, you know? Yeah, it's, it's going to be on our YouTube channel. Um, we'll definitely we'll have them all there. We'll have them on Facebook uh, view or Facebook watch. And then IGTV, Instagram TV, we'll have them on there. And we have backwards life Roku channel. So if you got a Roku box, you can go in there, search backwards life, download the channel and you can see all of that. You can see all of last year's backwards beard and backwards bucks as well. You can see a lot of the highlights from this past season here and there. And then we'll have the, you know, full, full show content rolling out this summer where you can see, you know, A to Z on all that stuff. Man, that's that's outstanding. Listen, Mike, big congratulations to to you and your team. That's a, it's a big accomplishment. And again, like how I started, it says a lot by somebody who's been in this industry and has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, it says a lot about you guys and the fact that you're still doing it at the level you are and getting better each year. And you know the content. And and I know you guys stay so engaged with your fan base uh, and keep it real. And I think that's so important. What some some people in the industry lose touch of. So. Brother, it was a pleasure to talk with you. We got to get in the turkey woods and hunt together, man. Our, our our lives have been, you know, too much in parallel not to go chase some birds, you know, somewhere in Florida, Georgia together. Yeah, man, open invite. Just hit me up anytime. Uh, we'll we'll hit hit our lease over here. Or we'll we'll find somewhere else to go. Yeah, we'll take we'll get you down to Central Florida and we'll have a good time down there with with Billy. So. Um, Let's do it. I, I wish you the best this spring turkey season. I know you guys have a ton, and uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, Brian. I enjoyed it, bud. Thanks. Take care. Hey, everyone. Go check out all the cameras and new products for 2020 at spypoint.com and keep up with the latest insights from SpyPoint on Instagram and Facebook.